Well, hello there. I'm Karen Sander. You are listening to Aging Fearlessly, a program for the over 50s, those uniquely wonderful baby boomers. My aim is to educate, motivate and inspire you to embrace the exciting journey of life for decades to come. So stay tuned to meet a variety of guests who will share their stories and passions to help us gain insight into the ways to live a happier, healthier life. Welcome everyone, the listeners of the Northern Beaches. Have you ever experienced a medical emergency? I'm certain the answer is yes, I can say I have. You tear off to the emergency ward, sometimes with a friend or family, sometimes in an ambulance. You're in the hands of the experts, the nurses, the doctors, the specialists, trained to stabilise and start the process of treatment, your first port of call. It's often a tough job working in emergency as they are presented with some really serious injuries and illnesses and they've got to remain calm to do their work. Frankly, it's not for the faint-hearted. I have with me today Dr. Michelle Franks, and she is the Specialist in Emergency at Manly Hospital. Welcome, Michelle. Hello, Karen. How are you? It's so good to have you here, and I'm really well today, so I'm not going to emergency right this minute. I'm sure you've had enough today at your office in Manly. I have. So today I wanted to talk to Michelle a little bit about the over 50s because that's us baby boomers and my Aging Fearlessly program is who I like to speak to and to help live a better life. So Michelle, tell us a little bit about the emergency ward. Well, it's a controlled chaos area. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. It's a, an area where um, people come. It's the first. It's the front door of the hospital, really. Um, it's where you know people often come in a crisis, but they can come in with minor things as well. We see probably seventy or eighty people a day through Manly Emergency Department, and they'll be of all sorts of different age groups and with different problems. So, and some of them are really unwell, and some of them are not so unwell. And, and I, every day you learn something. Yeah, your education is a daily thing, like yeah. classroom. Yeah, every day's a school day. Mm. <laughs> so I think in any job, if you're not learning, you're not growing. No, that's true. I, and I feel I'm growing every day at work. Yeah, I'm sure you do. So, Michelle, I know in emergency some people turn up and they've got minor injuries. And, and you know, really, I th- you hope those people learn that there's other places to go because emergency is really for emergencies, yeah? That's exactly right. And if you do turn up with those minor injuries and that can be treated elsewhere, then you're going to sit and wait. Possibly. Depends on how, how many people how many people are there at the time. So yeah. it's very much dependent on who's there at the time. Yeah. So the over 50s. You've been doing some research for me. I have. I looked at our stats over the last weekend just to see what brings people into emergency because you asked me to look particularly at at over 50s. Exactly, because that's that's my audience, my broader audience, Mm -hmm. and uh, they need to know some of the things that are going on. Mm -hmm. That's right. So I looked at the top five. Yeah. And the number one. Yes. Diagnosis. 
the number one diagnosis that brings people to the emergency department over 50. Am I going to be surprised? No, it's Not due to injury. Oh, all right. okay, injury. Now, that injury can be due to a fall from yep. a height, so things like ladders, bikes, skateboards. What are they uh, doing on skateboards? Well, on that's them. what I often ask as well. But anyway. <laughs> Good on them. They're living um, life. <laughs> it can be from falling uh, off a surfboard. Uh, it can be of course manly. What manly, else? Manly. What else? That yes. that's not probably something you get at Blacktown Hospital. No, not so much. But you know, it's that manly we do. And then it can be from falling from your own height, so or falling out of bed, or you know, tripping over and falling. So that's a very common presentation in the elderly is a fall, and it can be a, from multifactorial reasons. So things There's like yeah. The medication that they're taking can make them dizzy. Mm-hmm. It can be from just that they've got, you know, a viral infection or a bacterial infection. Or it could be from them drinking too much alcohol. Well, I was going to say there's a couple of pubs down in Manly. <laughs> just a few. You know, just a few. And I'm sure a few of them trip into your uh, emergency ward. Yes, they do. They do. Yes. But that can be any age group. That can be any age group. But um, a- Alcohol doesn't discriminate, does it? Doesn't it doesn't discriminate and it's, the, uh, it's uh, a common occurrence in the over 50s as well. Is it? Yes. Haven't they learnt yet? Oh, I don't know. They don't seem to learn. Yeah, well, that's another topic. Anyway, Michelle, you have chosen some really great songs for us today. And the first one is, I didn't have any of these last night. What? Sweet. Dreams. By whom? The Eurythmics. Why do you love this song? I don't know, this just harks back to my early 20s, so... um you know, bopping away in a disco. <laughs> Don't you love that bopping away in a disco? They were, weren't they just such a great they band? They were a great band. I love Annie Lennox. Oh, I know. To that blonde, short <laughs> hair and, oh, how sexy did she, she look? She was really sexy. She was really sexy. Probably still is really sexy. Um, I've seen recent photographs and she still looks pretty She's good. holding up pretty well? She's holding up pretty well. She hasn't tripped into your emergency ward, has she? <laughs> not, not recently. <laughs> the Eurythmics. You are listening to Radio Northern Beaches 88.7 and 90.3, your community radio station. Thanks, Annie Lennox, for that wonderful entertainment. The Eurythmics, what a great song, Sweet Dreams. I hope I have sweet dreams tonight. (laughs) (laughs) Michelle, don't look at me like that. So we talked about falls and injuries. Males, are they more prone to... A little bit more prone to the fall from the height and fall from the bike and fall from the uh, skateboard and the fall from the surfboard. Just trying to think that they're still 20? Well, yeah, I think they want to maintain what they had before, but that's okay. You know? What about people that dance on tables? Um, you referring to me? <laughs> no, I've never seen you dance on a table. <laughs> Liar. <laughs> oh, climbing trees. Are you referring to yourself, Karen? Are you referring to yourself, Karen? Yeah, well, I have climbed the odd tree and you've seen it and you've told me to get down. And I've told you to get down because it's... you're making me feel anxious. Because <laughs> you don't want to treat your friends. No, that's right. <laughs> so number two reason, Michelle. 
So the number two reason people come to the emergency department over 50 is for chest pain. Ah. And that can be a multitude of things that can cause it. I'm presuming it's not from doing weights. Um, Not usually, (laughs) although it can be muscle-related. I mean, I suppose people get concerned, and rightly they should when they've got chest pain because they think they're maybe having a heart attack or something like that. And you so. have to be aware of it. I mean, we're, we're encouraged to be aware of chest pain. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. So if you do feel that it's, um, you know, something that's quite uh, strong pain, you know, especially if you're short of breath or you have sweatiness or you look pale to other people, they're all very uh, bad signs you know, you should take seriously. And if you do have those things, it's best to call an ambulance. I was just about to ask you, should you jump in the car with someone or go, and you've just said the answer, go in the ambulance? No, you should call an ambulance because if that is a heart attack that you're having, the ambulance can perform an ECG at your place, at at the pick-up time. And if you are showing signs of an acute myocardial infarction which is what a heart attack is then they will take you to the place where you can be treated correctly which is to have re- cardiac catheterization and reperfusion so that's what people call a stent sometimes or an it sounds very complicated sort Does of it thing. Very, it sounds very medical it's very medical but it's very important that the quicker that you get to the appropriate treatment, the, the better it is for you. So we say, time is myocardium. So. Ah, that's a great saying. Mm. What about if you, sometimes people talk about pains in their arms or whatever, and you yeah. think, oh, you've got a pain in your arm, it's your, I don't know, rotator cuff, or your, but sometimes that can be your heart as well, especially if the pain starts in your chest and goes to your arm also up to your jaw or up to your into your neck so it can present differently yeah but usually cardiac pain presents as central pain in the chest it's described as crushing or a, a very high pressure pain in the chest and then it radiates often to the left arm up to the jaw up to the neck well it's it's very very complicated isn't yeah. it and if in doubt if in doubt call an ambulance i know you hear of people and we hear of a lot of different people that present with and you think gosh they're fit and healthy and it's not always the ones that look fit and healthy often it's to do with their genetics especially if you've had early heart disease in your family so it's something that people are often aware of if they've had somebody get a myocardial infarction or a heart attack in say they're 50s or 60s in their family, then, you know, they should be aware that that could also affect them. Yeah, it's, um, well, it is a very scary thing. So let's move on to another one while we're here. We've got time to, before another song, to talk about number three. Mm, number three. So number three is abdominal pain. Ah, eating too many Maccas. Possibly. But there's lots of things that can lead to abdominal pain. So <laughs> so other than Maccas, what can lead to abdominal pain? Okay, so I suppose the, the, the ones, the surgical causes, so the things that people come in with surgical causes, there can be things like appendicitis or mm-hmm. 
diverticulitis in the over 50s? That's common in the over... I know, you know, because I've had a colonoscopy because my mum had bowel cancer and has a colostomy bag. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they tell you you've got the start of diverticulitis or... Mm -hmm. If you're having colonoscopies, they can tell that sort of thing, can't they? Yeah, they can. So there's other things like... So a gallbladder problem, so that's called cholecystitis. Then gallbladders can be really painful, yeah. Gallbladders can be very painful. And especially, they, they usually affect women more than men. That's a gender discrimination there. And can you live if they take your gallbladder out? Absolutely, you can live if they take your gallbladder out. It's just a little bit like your appendix. They can take it out and it, or your spleen. Yeah. You can survive. You can survive. You're probably better without your gallbladder than you are without your spleen. <laughs> but your gallbladder is one of those organs that helps you digest fat. Mm-hmm. So often people present with pain after they've had a fatty meal. So oh. so they can come in with, you know, quite nasty right-sided abdominal pain after they've had a fatty meal. So, so stay off the fatty meals. Stay away from the Maccas. Well, you know, I- keep it to... You, know, you can't be good all moderate. the time. You can't be good all yes. the time, can you? No, you can't be good all We're the not, time. We don't have to be perfect. No, you don't have to be perfect. you just got to be moderate. Yeah, it's those occasional blowouts aren't so bad. It's those, right. it's the, if you're blowing out every day on those sort of things, well, watch out. That's right. Yeah. So other reasons for abdominal, we've talked about diverticulitis, Appendicitis. Is there anything else that might present for the over 50s? So pancreatitis. Mm, we know mm. about that one. Mm. Now, pancreatitis is nasty. It can be very debilitating. And the causes of pancreatitis, the number one cause of that is alcohol intoxication and abuse. So frequent use of alcohol can lead to pancreatitis. And what is pancreatitis the pancreas is one of your endocrine organs, so it, it's what secretes insulin, but it also has digestive enzymes mm-hmm. that are secreted in response to eating food. So it sits in the upper part of the abdomen, but fair way back in the abdomen. And when you eat various foods, you secrete the enzymes. Um, when you get an inflamed pancreas, so as in pancreatitis, that pancreas can start uh, leaking the enzymes into your around the area of your pancreas and cause very nasty pain and that can also lead to I mean it has a high mortality rate if it's not treated really uh, early yeah, you don't so. think of these things too you no. know because often we hear of pancreatic cancer yeah is that something that older people or can affect anyone well pancreatic cancer comes usually um, people are diagnosed um, sort of in their 50s, 60s, 70s. So that might not be have anything to do with pancreatitis. So pancreatitis is inflammation, inflammation. Of, the, of the pancreas. Oh. But it is sort of something that the over 50s, it's more common. Yeah, that's right. And of course, they may present in the hospital too. Just to... Yeah, so usually somebody with pancreatic uh cancer presenting for the first time often they'll come in just with some vague symptoms but one of the things is um they tend to uh look a bit yellow so Mm. they can go a yellow color and it's Uh, a bit of a jaundice and it's a bit of um 
you've got it, you, you know, people, you don't realise it. It's not one of those that presents yeah. early on. Yes, it's one, I suppose the cardinal um, presentation is painless jaundice. Mm. So mm. that's when you go yellow without any pain. Well, thanks for those tips on what's going on down there in the in stomach, the in the abdomen. And let's have another song on that note because we need a song. We need a song. We need a song. Oh, Michelle, you make me feel. <laughs> How good is Carol King? How good is Carol King? Do you know one night, do you remember we all got in the car home from a talk and we sang all all. All in the seat. It was at my car, and, and we sang. And, and we, we sang, sang Carol King. <laughs> we sang Tapestry. I remember going across the bridge and the Warringah Freeway, and we sang our little hearts out. And we were so good. We were very good. We were because we you, should have had car karaoke. Oh, we should have. It was just fantastic, <laughs> and it was so much fun. Yeah. So, do you know I had Thomas Keneally on recently, yeah. and he learnt to sing. In the Shower Conservatorium of Music. The Shower Conservatorium yes, of Music. Yes, he learnt to sing in the Shower Conservatorium. That's a good one, isn't it? <laughs> you make me feel. Welcome back to 88.7 and 90.3, your community radio station. You are listening to Aging Fearlessly with Karen. Please go to Facebook and like the page Aging Fearlessly. Welcome back, Dr. Michelle Franks from Manly Hospital, specialist in the emergency ward. Do you feel like a natural woman? I do, Karen. I do feel like a natural woman. <laughs> you, are, you are a pretty natural woman. When people get to know you, you know, and you're, you're quite shy, but you're really funny. <laughs> you're very much loved in Manly. You've got a community of supporters. Thanks. Number three. No, we're up to number four. Oh, are we? Oh, gosh. Number four. Sorry, I can't even count. Number four, why, another reason why the over 50s come to the emergency ward. Okay, so the fourth most common thing that they come in with is shortness of breath. Okay. Okay. So why shortness of breath? What does shortness of breath tell you? Shortness of breath makes me think of a myriad of things, but um, the common things. Yep. Asthma. Uh, and, you know, uh, asthma's been pretty bad this year, it hasn't has it? has been pretty bad this year. Uh, things like uh, a pulmonary embolus. These are the things I have to exclude. So What's a pulmonary a... embolus is where you get a clot in the lung. So okay. it's usually travelled from some other vessel in your body and then lodged in your lung vessel. And then that vessel is obstructed, and so the area that's um, that is perfusing uh, that. Sorry, it's hard. The area. To, <laughs> it's hard to explain on radio. Yeah, I'm looking at your face, going, "How do I explain? <laughs> How do I explain this layman's, simply? Layman's okay. terms. So the the area of lung uh, that this serves, this vessel, um, is obstructed. So that area can no longer. Uh, get oxygenation um, to the other side of the heart. So um, so people get short of breath because some of their lung is taken out, I suppose, by 
very complicated. It is complicated. Any other particular reasons or things you're trying to rule out when it's shortness of breath? Okay, so chest infection is the next one. So pneumonia or... um, Oh, that's huge, isn't it? That kills. That does kill. Um, And especially like my mum had pneumonia uh, two Christmases ago. We had dad in hospital and mum in the next ward. Yeah. And it really lays them up for a long time. It and does. and yeah. as we know, many don't recover. Yes, it's often, um, well, it used to be called the old man's friend because it often um, uh, took people out when they were very old. Um, yeah, it's something I know recently mum had a really bad cold and I said, and she doesn't often get them, and I said, yeah. you know two years ago you had pneumonia. Can yeah. you just keep an eye on this? And yeah. if you do feel bad... Go to the doctor yeah, because, absolutely. you know, they're so stubborn, aren't they? They're they are just, stubborn. They just, oh, no, I'll be all right. But they don't understand that this could wipe them out. Yes, it could wipe them out. And so any other particular things you would look for? Or okay, so the next thing is uh, heart failure. So this is where um, you get fluid build up in the lungs because the heart doesn't pump properly. Ah. So... so um, that's quite common if you've had a lot of heart attacks, um, if you've had a long-standing uh, problem with your heart, then you can go into heart failure. It's complex. It is complex. Just a little bit of short breath and, you know, it could be one of many, many things. It could be. Um, the other things are anxiety can cause shortness of breath. I do know about that. You do know about I that. I do know about that one. And there's some, you know, it, controlling your breathing under anxiety is really important. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Um, and I suppose the other things is arrhythmias in the heart can lead to shortness of breath. So if the heart's out of rhythm, then you got less capacity. So you tend to be short of breath with that as well. And that's a common thing. Mm, it is. People's hearts go in and out. In and out of rhythms, yes. Yeah. Various rhythms. Yeah, so you know, not naming anyone, but we hear about that. You know, I hear about it amongst a lot of my friends that Amongst suffer. our group of friends, yes. Yeah, yes. and there's all sorts of treatments for that. There is. Yeah. And anything else that you would, you know, generally look for? If somebody's short of breath, well, I mean, they get a full workup, so they would get examined and make sure all their vital signs were okay. And then we would do probably a chest X-ray. We might do some respiratory function tests. We would trial medication in the asthma mm-hmm. um, type of presentation. If it's a chest infection, we would you know, treat with intravenous antibiotics if they were unwell. Or mm. oral antibiotics if they weren't as unwell. So, um, you know, there's a whole heap of... Yeah, and we, do, we won't go into those, but, you know, I did hear on the radio a warning for asthma sufferers yeah. Yeah, just two days ago saying stay out, stay inside, yeah. or just be very aware of what's going on. Was that because on. of smoke around? I think it was smoke and bush yeah. burn off yeah. big time. Smoke, smoke can cause it. But we had a thing in Melbourne a few years ago where a storm oh. let off a whole um, myriad of patients coming into their emergency departments with asthma. They were just talking about that the other day on the news. They were talking about maybe it was an inquiry into it and to yeah, whether it, right. the, op, the chances of it happening again and yeah. how they would deal with it. Yeah. 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 
So you would have talked a lot about that in the medical world, huh? Yes, I was talked about at conferences and yeah. that sort of stuff. Well, at least you guys, you know, it's always something new for you to learn there with, um, yeah, with your conferences because we're going to talk about that later. But we've still got one more, haven't we? Yes, But before we, we do that, we are going to listen to Boys in Town. The Divinals. Okay, why? Why? Well, people have told me I look like the, <laughs> really the lead singer of the Divinals. So you just think, oh, I like yeah, this. Well, go with that. <laughs> yeah, thanks very much. Boys in Town. Do you, do you listen to a lot of the Divinals? Um, not for a while, but I used to love them when I was younger. Yeah. I love when my guests pick songs because yeah. I learn so much about them. <laughs> It's like, really? (laughs) Oh, okay. So, boys in town. Welcome back. You're listening to 88.7 and 90.3, your community radio station. To find out more, go to the website rnb.org.au. Dr. Michelle Franks from... Manly Emergency Hospital. She's a specialist there. And we've been going through the top five reasons why the over 50s land themselves in the emergency ward. And we've covered off four, four out of five. Michelle, what's number five? So number five is... Number five is... Do you want a drum roll? Drum roll. Um, Usually due to decreased level of consciousness. So... So and that's, that's not the from pres- alcohol, is it? Well, it can be. <laughs> oh, it can be. But it's, that's not the major presentation. So often they can be just a little bit dizzy um, or they feel like they're going to faint um, or, um, or they have lost consciousness at home for some reason. Yeah. Um, or, you know, it can be due to, so they could have taken an overdose of a medication, not intentionally, but just it, they just happened to take an overdose, or as well. they could have or taken it intentionally. intentionally but yes, sometimes um, it's sometimes just... it's sometimes it's accidental overdose, sometimes it's intentional overdose. See, I'm just going to interject there because um, a lot of the elderly have pre-packed Webster packs for their medication. They do, yeah, which helps them to remember when to take it because. Yes. If you see the amount of scripts, and I see them sometimes in pharmacies, how how many scripts that people are receiving yep. to take, and it's very confusing. Take this one morning, this one after food, this one, this one, and your pharmacist can actually make it up so that you don't take the wrong thing at the wrong time. That's exactly and, right. And so in those cases, the elderly can get confused and overdose on something. They can. And when... The elderly are unwell, they often will be confused about their medication. So that's, um, can make the situation worse. Yeah. Yes. yeah. And then often I'm sure they can't tell you what they took. Um, they, can, they can tell you sometimes what they've taken, but, you know, if they've come in with a decreased level of consciousness, sometimes they're not able to tell you. Well, I, and I'm sure that's... Um, it's not a good situation when that happens, is it? No, it's... it isn't. The other things that can make them dizzy and unwell or, or lose consciousness are infections. 
that's something we have to rule out. So, mm-hmm. so make sure that they haven't gotten an infection. So they may have fallen and that's caused them to have a head injury. Yep. So a concussion or a bleed into their head. So that's another presenting sign. And as I said before, alcohol is uh, often a factor in the falling over as well. Yeah, well, it does um, really does some pretty rotten things to your head, does, doesn't it? It does. <laughs> Besides giving you a hangover the next day, it, it sort of can cause you quite a lot of issues. That's right. Um, yeah, just walking down the street, tripping over, That's tripping exact- over things that aren't there. That's exactly right. Oh, who put that there? Not that I know from experience. Not that you know from experience. No, I don't know from experience. Um, Michelle, can we move on from that now? Do you think we've covered off those really... we've covered up the top five. Yeah, and I'm sure in regional areas sometimes it's a little bit different because you will get tractor injuries and farming. And so maybe those, well, they're the top five, but there's all sort of different reasons that whether you're um, regional... Well, you don't get many surfboard injuries in Tamworth. Ah, what about guitars? A few guitar injuries in Tamworth. Hit over the head with a golden guitar. (laughs) (laughs) We'll have to talk to Jeff Williams about that. Alan Caswell and see what happens up there and with the guitars and you know. I started my training up there, so that's yeah. So so I know exactly what happens up in Tamworth. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure. Another time off air. Another time, Michelle. Training for emergency. You started mm-hmm. as a nurse. Tell us more about how did you become a specialist in emergency? All right. So I went into nursing after school and because I didn't know what else to do at the time. Isn't that funny? Yeah, it is. Back in the late 70s. And I loved nursing. I, I really did. And I really enjoyed my training. It's a and great I, profession and a great very profession. underrated. Yeah. Um. As I don't in, know so much anymore. You I think, think people really respect? Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I trained in hospital-based training. So that was where nurses trained then. And then we moved. Uh, I became a registered nurse and then I did, you know, intensive care nursing. And from then on, I became really interested in critical illness. And after a while, I decided, well, I'm going to do a specialist training in critical nursing which I did and then after that I decided well I'm really enjoying the studying and looking after people and I did a science degree at university. You did a lot of time studying. a nurse educator and um, then I decided to do medicine so uh, it was a long time at university and you had kids <laughs> and I had kids yeah yeah so there was a lot of study a lot of study a lot of crying children no no, no. <laughs> I don't know a lot of nappies crying. I ended up um, so to become a specialist in emergency medicine you have to do well back in the day it was six years of medical school and then I did another eight years on top of that of on-the-job training and study and exams to become um, an emergency specialist. So. That, I like, being an emergency specialist is pretty amazing. I mean, we all take our hat off to you yeah. because we just think you're just so talented. And Thank I've you. seen you in action yeah. when one of our crew in Otago Trail fell off and smashed a face up. 
did a good job. She did, and you just she? calmly stepped in and sorted her all out, and it was mm. amazing. We mm. all think we've got our own specialist with us. I want to say, welcome, Jeff. You've just walked in. Hello. Jeff Williams, what can you tell me about Dr. Michelle Franks? She's <laughs> got a lovely smile. <laughs> she has. Can I just say, so Jeff's another one of our radio personalities here at Northern Beaches, and he was actually Michelle's teacher back he in Borough. He was my principal. <laughs> the principal. I, I don't think I'd taught you. I'm more or less. I'm not sure. I didn't have you in the class. I don't think so. I was the principal at the school when Michelle was there. And Mm. you haven't seen her in how long? Oh, crikey. Well, I left there in 1977, so... Yeah, I haven't seen her since she left school. And can you now believe you're sitting... This is the first time you've met her all those years down the track, and she's an emergency specialist. Oh, it's uh, it's a pleasure. I'm so proud of her. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) So it's 41 years... (laughs) I've never had a guest uh, just, you know, a little bit spot guest spot thing happen in my interviews. I love love it. I love it. So I'm just finding out you can just stay here if you like for a minute, unless you've got to go. But actually, I'm going to come back and talk about Manly Hospital. Yeah. I I think it's amazing how you've managed to do, you know, raise kids, be a nurse, do emergency nurse, nurse education, and then turn into the specialist and... It's it's just brilliant. So the next song you chose, do you remember what it is? I've got to put my glasses on. Was it Paul Kelly? Not too long. long. Yeah. It was. Paul yes. Kelly. Yes. Oh my goodness. Do you love Paul Kelly? I love Paul Kelly. Why would you not love Paul Kelly? True. Have you got a, did you have a crush on Paul Kelly? Uh, I don't know if I had a crush on him. I just love his music. I think he's an excellent songwriter. Well, we'll listen to Paul Kelly and we'll it just talk. Sydney Harbour from the window of what for Eight, four, what is it? Four times. <laughs> four foot. <laughs> I can't what, remember. What's the, the aeroplane? Uh, yeah, I, could, I should know that song too. You should. <laughs> <laughs> you know, four, 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 seven. That's right. <laughs> well, here we go with seven. You are listening to Radio Northern Beaches 88.7 and 90.3, your community radio station. Welcome back, Dr. Michelle Franks. We just had a little interlude with um, Jeff Williams, who stepped in from the other studio to meet you after 41 years. <laughs> it is funny how things happen, isn't it? Just 41 years just slipped by, didn't it? Just they? went, I don't Je- know where it went. Gone. <laughs> Jeff, what do you think? That 41 years just. I'm pretending that you've left, but you haven't really left because you're writing your email address down to me. That's right, yes. She um, hasn't changed a bit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, come on. You're too kind. She, yeah, she, she grew an inch or two short, taller. But if you'd like to stay, we're going to talk about Michelle's new role in the new Manly Hospital. Do you want to listen in of for Of course a I do. Yeah, I'd love to hear what she's okay. doing. So, Michelle... You're yep. moving to Manly Hospital soon. No, the Northern Beaches. Northern Beaches Hospital. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, sorry. We're just, you know, we'll just, we'll we'll just, just go. You're ad moving lib. to yeah, Northern Beaches Hospital. <laughs> okay. Go for it. Okay. So, yeah, the, the new Northern Beaches Hospital at French's Forest, which isn't that far from here where we're recording at the moment. Um, so, um, yes, it's a fabulous new facility yeah. um, that will be opening in October the 30th. So 7am October the 30th, we open the doors of the new emergency Wow, department. that's only like three months away? 
I think it's 90 days now. Well, yeah, that's so <laughs> three ca- months. Who's, who's three, counting? Three months from yesterday was the 31st and yeah. today's the 1st of August, so yeah. three months away. Yeah. I, yeah, and it even has a helicopter pad because I saw you. <laughs> I yes. saw you either. I think it was in the Manly Daily, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was you in were, the Manly Daily. Yeah, yeah, you were up on the helicopter pad or talking about the helicopter pad. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So, it's a very nice hospital. We don't have a helicopter pad at the moment, so that's nice that we get to have one at the new place. So yeah, it's good. Actually, looks very impressive when you drive past. It, it is a very impressive facility. They've done a good job at the the build yeah and it looks very nice inside as well i've been in there a few times already so, so the emergency ward there mm-hmm. could be larger than manly obviously so it's going to be a 50 bed emergency department so that's including the short stay unit and the pediatric area um there's a big acute area um there's an area called fast track and uh, abutting it is a, a new medical centre as well, so a general practice um, um, that will be an extended hours general practice. As so well. is that more for if people come into emergency and they've got something minor? Yeah, they, so they can, can choose to go to over to the general practice rather than come to the emergency. And that'll department. be a twenty-four-hour general. practice? No, it won't be twenty-four hours. It'll be extended hours, though. I think um, you know up until about ten o'clock at night. And obviously, then there'll be a pharmacy in there. I think um, there'll be a, a pharmacy in the in the retail area as well. Yes. Okay. So, yeah, yeah. so Michelle, is it expensive to run an emergency department? Well, it, it is expensive, but the new uh, emergency department is a public um, facility, so it's uh, just funded through state funding to the new provider. So people are um, can just go in. They, there's no out of pocket expenses in the emergency department. And so. is all the equipment going in there already? Is it? Uh, yes, all the monitors are there. The beds aren't there yet, but they will be very soon. Um, but all of the state-of-the-art equipment is there, the monitoring and the, you know, all the lighting and all the oxygen and all the everything ready to go. So, yeah, it's getting very close. Are you excited? I'm very, I'm very excited about it because I've been very involved with the um, project from the beginning, so... And you're obviously going there yourself. You're, you've got a role. Yes, I'm going as the deputy director of the department. So congratulations oh, on that. It's a big role. role. Yeah. It's a huge role. It's a big step up, I think, from Manly, even though you're the director at Manly. Yeah. It's an even bigger role being such a big hospital that it serves is. an even bigger area. Yeah. Yes, it will be interesting role. <laughs> More learning. More learning. <laughs> Actually, Jeff, earlier she described a day in the emergency ward as just another school day where you go and you learn more. <laughs> you learn more every day. So that's I think that's exactly a really right. great way to actually um, think about any job. It's, yeah. it's, if it's not a school day and you're not learning, it's not fun. No, mm. If you're not learning, you're not in it. That's I right. Yeah. Absolutely. Whatever you're doing. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. Right. Was she any good at maths? Yeah, pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah you were yeah, good at maths. Was, yeah. Yeah. So. I'm still learning to count. It was one of a yeah, one of your features, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. I, I think I was the only. Well, there were two of us doing three unit maths in mm. year, year twelve. You liked calculus. Yeah, yeah. Oh my so, goodness gracious me! Oh, <laughs> why are you hanging around with me? <laughs> so um, look, we're getting so close to finishing now, and I have absolutely loved having you on here. It's it's really good to have a giggle with your friends. <laughs> and to introduce them to old 
principles. Old is right, probably. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I don't mean like that. Jeff's <laughs> been on my program. That's it? Yeah, yeah. He was a great, he's a great guest. He, we had a good laugh, didn't, didn't we? Didn't we ever? You um, even sang. More or less. <laughs> so, yeah. Michelle, I really just want to say thank you so much for coming on and educating us about the over 50s and those five major reasons for ending up in hospital. So things like dancing on tables and climbing trees, riding skateboards, on ladders, chest pains, shortness of breath, decreased consciousness. Yes, very Am good. Am I going well? And, and abdominal, abdominal pain. pain. Oh, my God, I'm going to be a hypochondriac the rest <laughs> of the night. Um, these things are just, they're all warning signs and they're all, be aware, that's yeah. all. Yeah. yeah, that's exactly Be aware. Right. And take action. Yes. Don't and just... look after yourself. Moderate your living. So you, you, decrease you... your alcohol intake. <laughs> and um, definitely no cigarettes. No cigarettes. No cigarettes. No and cigarettes. Yes. Yeah, I, I think live your life. You've got to live your life. You've got That's to get true. out there. You've got to have fun. And I know you have fun every morning swimming. She does listeners swim seven days a week. It's in the ocean. And she never misses. It's like, you know, she's... Away if she misses. So usually at an emergency conference, studying something. But it's such a pleasure to have you here in this great studio on the northern beaches. Thank you, Karen. Welcome. Thanks, Jeff, for joining us. Pleasure. This is my my, my very great pleasure. It's great to have you here. This is the final song for the day. Bye, everyone, and listen in next time. So this is it for today's program. It's time to say cheerio to the wonderful Northern Beaches community. Join me next week for another episode of Aging Fearlessly. And now for a song written by Nick Howard, especially for the listeners. This is Karen Sander. Have a fantastic week. And remember, ageing is inevitable and growing old is a choice. The sun is shining bright outside There's a sparkle in your eye It's not all nine to five It's a wonderful life Let's go and climb mountains high Swim across oceans wide Live out our dreams